Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to Farmer's Inside Track episode 211. I'm your host, Dornumdu. Now, livestock farmers, listen up. Ever heard of the staphylococcal skin disease in livestock? Food from Zanzi commercial journalist Octavius Pandil chats to AfriVet's Dr. Didi Klaassen for more details on this disease, preventative measures and general tips for farmers. Over to you, Octavia. Thank you, Dawn. Today we are joined by veterinary pathologist from AfriVet, Didi Klaassen. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Let's kick it off with the first question. Can you give me a brief synopsis of what staphylococci infections are in farmed livestock species and how dangerous is it? Hi Octavia, staphylococci are bacteria that occur on the skin normally, so we call those commensal organisms. This just means if you take a swab and you swab your skin or my skin or the skin of your dogs or cats or cow or pig or sheep, you will culture staphylococcal organisms. They're very common, especially on the skin, and they don't cause primary skin lesions. It's usually a secondary condition or infection of the skin following another inciting cause and because it's a commensal organism it isn't outright dangerous but it can result in infections that will require medical intervention to cure but it could also disappear by itself depending on the severity of the infection. What are the common signs that farmers need to look out for in the various livestock such as cattle, goats, sheep and pigs? In cattle, staphylococcal dermatitis or skin infections can cause folliculitis or impetigo. So folliculitis is the inflammation or infection of hair follicles. And impetigo is when the lesions come in the form of pustules or crusty sores. And this is usually in cattle seen on the udder, so associated with the mammary gland. And the organisms that they culture when you see these areas of folliculitis or impetigo is not always staphylococci in origin, but it is a secondary bacterial infection due to another inciting cause. And in cattle, you get a staphylococcal coccus aureus mastitis, which is inflammation of the mammary gland that can also follow, but it could just be outright secondary bacterial folliculitis or impetigo. In goats, it's usually a secondary dermatitis to mange or viral skin infections. So the mange mites or the viral infections break the skin and then the staphylococcal bacteria that resides on the outside of the skin has an area to penetrate and then they cause these secondary infections. And this will also appear as a folliculitis or impetigo as we see in cattle. In sheep, we usually see the staphylococcal dermatitis in the head or involving the head of the sheep, and this follows trauma. So, for example, when the animals are feeding in close proximity at the feeding troughs, they can actually cause damage to the skin, and then the bacteria can penetrate. Or if they're feeding on grass, and grass awns cause, or little thorns can cause small lesions in the mouth or on the skin of the mouth and the lips there can be secondary bacterial infections caused by staphylococci. And then in pigs, it's a very common cause disease seen, and they call it greasy pig, just because the bacterial infection causes an exudate, that sort of a secretion that happens associated with the inflammation. And greasy pig is quite a common finding, and that the lesion or that greasiness to the pig's skin can be seen on any area of the pig's skin. What are the bacteria that livestock carry when it comes to carrying the skin disease? 
and are there ways to mitigate it? As discussed, the bacteria involved are staphylococcal organisms. The common species would be Staphylococcus aureus. In pigs, it's Staphylococcus haecus. So there are various types of staphylococci that occur on the skin that, if there's damage, can then cause secondary bacterial infections or staphylococcal infections. Um, the main thing you can do to mitigate the disease is to remove or prevent or control the factors that are causing or the primary factors causing the disease. So if sheep are injuring each other at the feeding troughs to provide more space for them to eat at the troughs without injuring each other. With pigs, it's just to up your hygiene and then to prevent lacerations, etc. So if little piglets are fighting, there are various ways or management practices that can be performed to decrease these lacerations. Make sure that there aren't sort of sharp edges to the crates. In cattle, obviously, if you are milking them to work as clean as possible so that you don't damage the skin of the udder that can lead to secondary bacterial infections. And then obviously if there's mastitis, a staphylococcal mastitis, that's a completely different ball game and needs serious intervention because your staphylococcal mastitises can be quite severe and there can be abscisation of the udder. So it's important that you intervene quickly, involve veterinary assistance and deal with it from there. Can you share five tips with farmers when they recognize common signs and what they should do? The first thing you need to do is to get rid of the inciting cause. You can't just treat the secondary bacterial infections. They will just return if you don't get rid of the inciting cause so, or the primary cause. So what that means is, let's say, for example, you have goats with a, a secondary staphylococcal dermatitis and it's due to mite infestation you need to get rid of the mite so then you'll treat them with an appropriate drug or dip them so that we make sure that the mites disappear and once they disappear obviously the secondary bacterial infection will follow suit a lot of the times the bacterial infections or the pustules will go away by themselves if they don't it's important that you culture and do a sensitivity or an antibiogram um, because you're using antibiotics and we want to use them responsibly, you want to know that the antibiotics that you're using um, will work to kill the organisms that you're trying to treat. So this is why it's really important to work hand in hand with your veterinarian. If necessary, they can do bacterial culture and then antibiograms. Then you identify the organism, you can see what antibiotic is resistant to and you can treat it appropriately. So that's very important. You can also wash the area and treat it with an antiseptic spray or a wash and that will also kill the organisms and treat the secondary infection. But as I said, that's not going to help if you don't remove the primary cause. And then lastly, depending on the severity of that exudate, that crustiness or the fluid lost through the inflammation or areas of inflammation of the skin, if it's quite severe, you will need to remedy that with oral uh, fluid therapy. Um, so you just need to replace the fluid that was lost through the skin infections. And other than that, you can isolate the animals, try to limit the stress that they have an opportunity to heal. But as I say, the most important thing you can do is to remove the inciting cause. And finally, how capital intensive is it to treat livestock medicinally? Does it depend on how far along the animal is? So there are quite a couple of variables that can play a role in the capital 
that you need to give out to treat this? So firstly, it depends on what the inciting cause is. So if it's going to be something that's quite expensive to deal with, so let's say it's infrastructure that's an issue that's causing um, lacerations to your animals, it can become very expensive very quickly if you have to fix the infrastructure in the areas where you're keeping the animals. It could be as little as having to dip or treat goats for mites. So that is quite variable in itself. And as I said, it's important to remove the inciting cause. So that's something that you'll have to spend money on. Then secondly, depending on the severity of the secondary bacterial infections, you'll use specific antibiotics based on the antibiogram. These cultures and antibiograms also cost money and then you need a veterinarian in the middle to not only take the samples but then to interpret the results and then prescribe you the correct antibiotics to use. The antibiotics in itself you might have to use for extended periods of time and this is just because it's complicated for systemically given antibiotics to reach the skin and get to the organisms that are residing outside of the skin. So all of this will play a role in determining what the costs or the expenses are that you're going to incur to treat these animals. And then lastly, you could be lucky and it could be a very minor um, inciting cause. Let's say just the ones of laceration or an abrasion that the animal just scratched its face on the side of a wall and that these secondary bacterial infections go away by themselves. Then you have minimal veterinary expenses. So it's quite variable. Um, usually it's more in line with minimal intervention, but like I said, it could get expensive depending on what the cause is. It was such a pleasure chatting to you and the listeners. If you have any questions or are in need of any additional information, you're welcome to contact us at the AfriVet offices. Our telephone number is 012-817-9060. just want to repeat that again. 012-817-9060 or you can email us at info at afrivet.co.za that is info at afrivet.co.za and that brings us to the end of this edition thank you so much for joining us here on farmers inside track dr didi Klassen from afrivet from me donumdu octavius bandil our producer megan van der vent and the rest of the food from zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week bye for now Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. 